welcome, welcome to the synthesizers, synthesizers podcast. podcast todd i've been so excited to talk to you um following the congressional ufo hearing on uaps um unidentified aerial phenomena um we have been talking about this since we were in our early 20s hanging well, not, out well not this because it just happened no, we have been talking about <laughs> UFOs in the in the chance that there is life elsewhere in the universe, right? Yeah, that we're not alone on this big blue marble, and um, it feels so real. Yeah. In each year of our lives, it seems like we get a little bit closer, and as we've all started carrying around high definition cameras our pockets and recording everything there is more stuff floating around the internet right now than ever before and i mean just personal videos and of course there's a lot of you know phony things out there right yeah and stuff that can be explained but there's still not there's still not a ton of high def but it's i mean it's because like the the pilots and stuff like they work on different you know, forms of recording and everything, but yeah. Do you think it, um, like you and I have been believers. We used to talk, you know, Art Bell was on the radio coast to coast with Art Bell. And that's about all there was in gathering information about UFOs. And I know early on in our relationship, I told you everything I know, and you told me everything, you know, but at um, the same, at the same time, we're, we, it doesn't sound like it, what we're saying, but we're totally skeptics at the same time. Like, like skeptical, it, 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 we're conspiratorial skeptical. sometimes, but yeah, shrewd, right? But, but, but knowing that with, half the stuff could be explained away and being okay with that, right? Being okay, we're empiricists, that. yeah, we're not believers, we're empiricists, yeah. But for our entire lives, um, there's been a stigma attached to believing in extraterrestrials, right? And um, I remember library time wasn't my favorite time. I, I struggled with reading, but there was a section of the library um, that got a little weird, right? There, you know, there was the Guinness Book of World Records. There were some freaks in that, right? Yeah. And uh, do you know and that? There were a couple books on Sasquatch, <laughs> ghosts, Wait a minute. UFOs. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let's see if this is one of the books. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Why are you walk why are you walking like you're in a cartoon? because uh, I was trying to I was trying to go really fast and I'm in socks. You're gonna speed that part up in the YouTube. These that that series, Mysteries of the Unknown. Right on, There's right a- on. That looks very familiar to me, yes. <laughs> um ufos psychic stuff all that but i always but i always gravitated toward things like that right the unknown and because i was forced to go to sunday school beyond regular school too um the things in sunday school that i graduate that i gravitated toward were angels and demons and you know these celestial otherworldly things i wanted to know about that stuff tell me about the nephilim tell me about the leviathan you know um talk to me about like those things beyond just this seemingly two-dimensional existence things are different now where it used to be sort of 
aliens, you know, non non human biologics um, were like ghosts and often things that were just made up, right? Yeah. But things have happened, Todd. Things have changed in the last couple of years and in the last couple of months. And um, part of it is people having high definition cameras in their pockets. But other parts are one by one, people from the intelligence community, people from the Air Force and Navy are coming forward to share their testimonies and trying to break through this wall that has existed forever. Yeah. And they're putting their reputations on the line. They're putting their careers on the line to tell a story. There's a stigma that, that we can't get out of because of the uh, narrative of like, what a little green men. How can they not but be? Haven't you always thought that if you became president or you became a congressperson with these kind of clearances, you would check? Like it's something that you wanted to know. And there's been this feeling that they're, Something has been hidden from us, right? The mystery that that surrounds Area 51 has existed all of our lives and created a tension in us, like there's something there. And then people have come forward, physicists have come forward and claimed to have worked um, in these restricted areas on aircrafts from different planets, giving descriptions, talking about materials that were there that weren't on our elemental chart things have been faked there are fakes out there absolutely but in the last couple months people who have come forward with a lot of credibility enough to get people in the congress and this is bipartisan right both sides of the aisle coming together to investigate this yeah some of them talking about it being like a security issue right and how do we prepare for these things and others just curiosity and the testimonies of these men first of all they said i know for a fact that this is above your above congressional oversight is what he said and they're like well well wait a second so now congress is paying attention right and and they're saying you know we have oversight over the budgets of every department of government and we don't see anywhere in the budget that funding is going from our budget to these projects that are working on alien crafts and you, you know working on these things and the guy said yes he said it's a misappropriated funds it, it goes someplace yeah. and you never hear about it and my first thought because as i sort of read all of these articles and sort of a you know um synthesized this information yeah. right synthesizers um the thing that kept coming up was either the Pentagon had no comments or the Pentagon said the exact opposite and said there is no credibility in these testimonies. It is the Pentagon. Well, the Pentagon is notorious for losing money and not money in M's, right? Money in B's and money in hundreds of B's disappears. Well, David Grush stands up before Congress and he's talking to Representative Garcia and as he's as he is sharing the stories of these aircrafts that we've seen, you look around Congress and they're slack jawed, right? They're like stunned by what they're hearing as these things are being explained to them. 
they did not have this intelligence. And often when they would ask questions, uh, Grush and others would say, I can tell you that in a skiff. Right. Right. And, and they acknowledged that they were going to talk to him behind closed doors. They said in more classified. Yeah. Um, and they had, and, like and yeah, and they will. But like one thing that we learned from these congressional hearings is the government is absolutely in possession of UAPs. I think so. Absolutely. I and mean, they me have and been. Me, me and you think so. But I mean, if you were trying to go to a, <clears throat> you're trying to go to a Congress member and say, this is absolutely correct. We, we, we honestly can't prove absolutely. I mean, looking at all the stuff we, I mean, we can assume and we do. And okay. I think we, I'll give you not absolutely. Okay. But they're in possession of UAPs. <laughs> like the story that we thought could be is Todd. And I'll tell you, the showstopper is when she asked him, are there, you know, have you recovered aliens? Not just crafts, but have you recovered aliens? And he said, I don't want to call them aliens. I'll call them non-humans. And he said, we are in possession of biological biologics, he kept saying. Yeah. Oh, man, that that, that kills me. Because this goes this particular uh not hearing or whatever but it goes back to the first one that we were talking about like what last year two years ago when they first started addressing this and you had was it marco rubio you had all these people it was marco rubio all these people were from different sides and their core thing and they said on record was that these things have like things that defy our understanding then it's either something we completely that that, that is not from here or it's another country and if it's another country you're you're their bitch i mean it defies uh logic it defies right what we know you're saying if this is china or russia who would be the the obvious russia iran yeah. India, so, someone has this technology yeah. that is so far beyond ours that they've actually figured out how to right. use reverse, how to reverse gravity, how to, right? How to, how, to, how to go to speeds, which, you know. Or if you change direction at that speed, inertia yeah. would crush you against the wall of your craft. Crush you. Yeah, so that's... So why, is it, why is it important that they made the distinction biologics to me, right? Right, right. Well, in this age of drones, logically, it would just seem like if someone from another planet, a living, conscious, thinking, creative, inventive being figured out how to travel across space and could get to us, they would send drones, right? Not piloted crafts. I don't know. What piloted crafts mean to me is that they're everywhere and they've been here for a really long time. I mean, I think that's I think that's a possibility. Like I, I don't think they're just drones. I don't think they would be if if me and you are talking without giving complete solid evidence to Congress and we're talking about what we've heard and what me and you have studied for years and years, debunking all the 
debunking all the shit, but focusing on the ones that are somewhat credible. These are things that have been affirmed by people in military, by people in the Pentagon. People that try to debunk this are people that say, oh, it's a reflection. Oh, they didn't understand this. Oh, uh, that's a blip on the radar. These guys are trained to know that. Let me ask you this. It's going to be an issue of communication, but right. What does it? What does it really change? You know, like I, I think about like humans interacting with this alien that was recovered, right? Or let's say at some point we have this opportunity to communicate, and we establish some means of communication, or it just, would be or just like pieces, when, or just pieces of a of a biological form that weren't from here, even pieces. I, yeah, I would love to look at cellular cells and cellular makeup and understand them like that. But let's say that there was a point where we interacted with them. Okay. How would it be any different than Europeans or Americans going into some of these tribes in the Amazon, you know, yeah. coming up to them on their watercraft and you see these tribesmen, these these, these jungle people come out and they it, they're fearful at first they're they marvel at the the whiteness of their skin they touch their blonde hair and they think of them as gods right yeah or yeah. angels or something supernatural they yell and dance scream at each other but these are just people from europe right yeah, yeah. and for the longest time we were divided and we evolved differently on these different continents yeah but we're all human beings and we all play by the same rules of this reality, right? right. right. So let's say we, we do meet up with an alien you know, from another planet. How is that any different? The things that tether us to this reality, we talk about this on the podcast a lot, is one, yeah. we die and nobody knows what happens after that. And two, Time works in one direction. Nobody can go backward in time. If they can't do those two things, defy death, move backward through time, they're just like us. We're right. just Christopher Columbuses and, you know. From another planet. From another planet. If you're talking about civilizations that understand more of uh we consider time, but they can they they understand something outside of time. That offers much more of a possibility of what's going on. You know, me, uh, me and you have talked about like, is it us from the future? Mm -hmm. Could it could it be these interdimensional beings? Could it be uh, beings that have been here underwater? I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but all those options are on the table. And when you say like, if I was president. That'd be the first thing I would ask when Obama was asked, when George Bush was asked, when I think Clinton was asked, they got this weird like thing and they made these comments. And I watched, I watched this, I watched this show called the behavior panel and they read their language and they read like, Oh, this could be lying. This could be, I'm curious. This could be. And they did it one time for one of the presidents talking about this stuff. 
And the only thing they could come up with is, okay, they've been taught to protect something. They don't necessarily have knowledge, but they've been taught to protect these particular facts, you know. Oh. So if, if you're a president and you come across and, and, and you ask, what if the reality is so screwed up that you cannot tell people like you uh, you're involved <laughs> we're involved with something we have stuff that you cannot tell people and you don't want to because of what you're going to ask before what would happen to society what would happen in star trek they had an oath that they took to never interfere with the development of less developed beings, right? So they, they had to hide themselves. They had to obscure themselves. And I hope that we're getting to a place um, where we have evolved um, in our ability to communicate um, to a point where we, we can understand the universe um, that is around us better. And I like to believe that if there are creatures who can cloak their ships. <laughs> there are creatures that can design um, uh, spacecraft that can move through wormholes or bend time space. But Defy, our Defy our physics. Right. Um, that um, can manipulate gravity. Then maybe those beings know what happens after we die. In the early 1900s, um, Albert Einstein lost a friend and attended a wedding and wrote a letter right. uh, to, to the widow. And in this letter, he explains a theory that he has on time um, that doesn't appear in the theory of relativity and, and his other scientific right. works. This is a unique piece that he wrote to a friend right. in which he said, really, your husband isn't dead. My friend isn't dead and he explained time in such a way that it rolled like a wave and that his energy was just on the other side of that wave right i i, I like that idea and we know like scientifically that well, at least this is the paradigm that we're existing in now that we don't lose energy it's neither lost yeah. nor gained, right? It simply changes forms. Yeah. We we are a body. And, and, and I was raised like you were religiously to believe that this body was a vessel and it was inhabited by a being. I don't really think dualistically like that anymore, like I'm two things, a spirit and a body. But more, I think of myself as a body that drives around this brain that makes a mind possible, right? And I am my thoughts. I don't know if outside of this body with the circulatory system plumping, pumping blood to the brain, if that mind exists. Outside, Today I killed. Right? Is that what you're saying? Right, right or if it stays in any kind of unique constitution, or if it becomes one of something bigger. Biologically, I like to think that my, 
I shed my cells and they return to earth and tomatoes grow out of me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a, a uh, maybe a mighty oak or a. I mean, if you can't remember it, it, what's the point? <laughs> but right that we that we would lose our constitution. I like to believe that there is something else, and I find that being unsettled with it, and you being unsettled with it, humanity being unsettled about the not knowing, that is the boundary of our reality, right? In either a these alien biologics, these other creatures understand it differently, or they're in the exact same boat we're in. They're just a part of this simulation. What do you think of how people are reacting to this information they're trickling? Not. No, they're, they're not. The people they, on the they, internet, when it comes no. to aliens, they just want to have sex with them. <laughs> I listened to this NPR uh, show, and you know, it's one of those that are it's funny, and they have people on asking asking questions. But it was like one of the days where they found out that someone said we have biological material and we have, and the only thing that could be said, you know, like to people in public and in situations like that was, man, I sure hope they're not here right now. Oh, like, you know, it's, it's, it's still a joke because you can't fathom it. Because if you, if you took it in, your life would change. The world would change. What would happen if you found out other people are here and you're not on your own? You know, we would go down think, the, uh, the the Walking Dead uh, uh, scenario, the like future like destruction scenario so fast. Me and Danielle were talking about that. We watched this show and people already developed their tribes. They were already shooting at people trying to get their ammunition, oh. their food that would happen at least between within three days. But like, think of how conservatives are about the Southern border. <laughs> they even call these fellow human beings, these brothers and sisters, they call them aliens. Yeah. How are they going to be, you know, uh, yeah. creatures from another, another planet, another dimension. Yeah. Where's the label for them? We need a label, you know? Non, Non-human biological material is what they're calling it. So so we know a little bit more. It comes out. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it leaks. And we put another piece together in, in this puzzle, trying to understand um, our reality better. Um, the government, probably the Pentagon, is covering something up, I believe. Well, of course, one of the guys in the first, the first one before this, um, and of course, every person that's made statements that are extreme have been just raked over the coals. Like this guy, oh, he likes science fiction, you know. Right, let me ask. Let me ask you that because if it's if it's with what you were saying, what you were saying about how people would react. Do you think that people in the United States or people across in the world need to be babysat? Are they dangerous? 
if given the truth, would they just unravel? What, what, what do you think would happen? You think that we would, there'd be a run on the banks? I mean, you and I lived through Y2K, right? And we were in the South, so we saw some overreactions. Oh, yeah. What do you think would ha- happen? I mean, you can't assume that they're friendly. No, no. But if you take that military stance, you're making a, which is probably given that you should, but no, what would happen to society? Is that what you're asking? What would happen if just um, Dark Brandon I, came forward okay. and <laughs> okay, I want truth. The president came forward and said, you know, we have made communicate, you know, we have made contact, we have communication. Right. Um, there is a being from another planet uh, here in the United States, and we are talking about peace accords or some shit like that. Or we, don't know, or, we do, or we don't know if they're peaceful, but we have their biological material. Like you have biological material that proves there's something else out there and, and craft. So what would happen? <clears throat> I want truth. I want truth just like you do. But if I was put in that position, I used to think a certain way. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. After seeing riots, seeing fires and communities, like, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm like, let's give truth and let humanity go for it and decide, you know, I think I might end up doing that. It might cause the worst, like, panics, pa- riots in the street. What, what, would, it, panic. what would it cause? Yeah. No, I don't pan- know. I, no. Think people would, I think people would be in shock. Yeah, I think no, that people who had wealth would move to the country. Well, they wouldn't but, be them. No, no, it would be panic and riots. It would be panic and riots. Of course, it, it definitely would. Definitely would. I would like to know what the government knows and be able to make decisions knowledgeably. I think our government belongs to us and they should be held account- accountable to things. I understand if they want to take this technology and reverse engineer it for weapons to like beat our enemies. I can see the motives there of like how wealthy, uh, powerful people think. But I think that we can be trusted with the information and that they should come forward. Synthesizers, go to the comments in, uh, in YouTube and tell us what what you think you would do and, and, and what you think humanity would do. Yeah. And thanks for tuning in. And man, I love all this crap. And <laughs> I, I want, I want to hear Fun conversation to have. Yeah. But really me and Chris just enjoy talking to each other. So we want yeah. you involved in our conversation. So yeah, it was great talking. Chris. If more of us talk, maybe there'll be less of a stigma, you know, if more of us talk, like maybe there'll be stuff. less less riots once people find out. I love you, Todd. Love you too, bud. Have a good night. All right, take it easy.